It just happened, man. It just happened. <laughs> we were talking the other day. We need some more. Yeah, we need right. some more bleeps. Oh yeah, and that, so I kind of that's true. I kind of had it in my mind before. I was like, dude, if the opportunity presents itself, I'm bleeping. Yeah, it was money, dude. <laughs> I'm going straight bleepable. Was, yeah, did it work in okay, or did it? Seem... Absolutely no. <laughs> I, I think it just caught us two off guard, <laughs> so we started laughing. Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. No, Tridum, I had a crazy busy Tridum as well. The reason I asked if that girl was Hispanic, because you talked about dumping all the water. So we actually which is against the rubrics, the parish that I was at, we had a, a gringo vigil, which started at 8, and then we had a Hispanic vigil that started at 10, which, it, again, isn't really supposed to happen like that, but <laughs> the gringo vigil, um, they had, like, four people baptized, and it was just so funny seeing the difference, like, the big contrast, because it was... You know, I baptized you in, in the Father, and it was like a little, you know, yogurt cup, and they're like barely pouring the water on their heads, and they're all dressed up like fancy, and they do like mirror time and fix their hair after, and they put on little white baptismal sashes. Uh-huh. And then the Hispanic, so the Gringo Pass ends. This is so funny, dude. I love it. The peop, the the Hispanics who are coming in for the next vigil. They were all waiting outside in the narthex. Uh-huh. There were so many people that were there, and they were so ready to get in for the vigil to like get good seats that there was a huge traffic deal of people. <laughs> so like, the gringos couldn't get out, and the Hispanics couldn't get in. Well, the funny thing about that is that the vigil starts outside, so everybody's trying right. to get good seats. Right. But then they're like, all right, everybody leave. But they outside. just want to save. They just want to save their seats. Yeah. And so as soon as the gringo mass ends. We moved the baptismal font, like, all the Hispanic sacristans are hustling around and turning everything and fixing everything up. Baptismal font comes out of the way. I see a baby pool being brought into the church. Are you serious? (laughs) And it has, like, lace wrapped around the outside of it, and they put it up in the sanctuary. And for for the Hispanic baptisms, we had a giant shell, and the people kneeled inside of this baby pool, and we just doused them poured it all over them and the whole time they're just like ah you know this is an incredible <laughs> moment for these people and uh and then you come around with the holy water and you know my younger brother was at the gringo mass because he's a gringo and he said like you know he heard we have a big uh for asparagus the sprinkling of the water like a really big water jug and it's kind of like a mini broom and so the priest is just like chucking water at the gringo mass he said you know people were like oh like oh man my my shirt's all wet wet. dude the hispanic mass it was like some fiasco like like not enough water if you didn't hit me with the water (laughs) i feel gypped like i'm I'm coming i'm definitely coming after mass and i want you to just pour that bucket over me when we were in peru Literally, that's what happened. It's crazy. You heard those stories? Yeah. I mean, Father House would go to the back, and they would hand him a bucket of holy water, and he would get mobbed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would look back there, and you couldn't even see him, because all these people are just, like, trying to get close to him. And he is 
dousing people in holy water. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and well, they it's, would, it's a hot country, isn't it? That's it. That's, that's what they just yeah. want a little refreshment. <laughs> they, 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 you know how good that feels to run through the sprinkler. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> no, I saw a video actually of him. He's like he looks like he's cornered, like a oh, dog yeah. or something. I don't. The first night it happened to him, I don't think he could believe it because like that's exactly what they did. Is like cornered him against a wall. He's against the wall and he's just like. <laughs> It looks like he's beating them back with like a whip or something. But it's holy water being sprayed off of a plant or whatever they were using yeah. to throw the water. Yeah, and it's just people like pushing to get in the front row so they get the max yeah. soak. Well, and yeah, and he said every time they would just stay until he was out of water, <laughs> and he would have to be like, "No loss, yeah. no loss." We are and out of water. He went somewhere. I wasn't with him this day, but he went somewhere to say mass one day, and they gave him the holy water after, and like a real little like branch or something like that to sprinkle. And like again, he's getting mobbed, and he's just like throwing these little like you know little pellets of water at people. And he was just like enough with this. He said he so he dropped the thing, and he just took his hand and started like throwing it, <laughs> at, just dipping and throwing at the people. And that was so good. But you know what? You can see, when he was down there, he was so happy. Oh yeah, like yeah. never, never seen him so happy. But that's where you talk about like the covenantal marital relationship between a priest and his people. That love that he is giving the people that he's giving the church as a priest is being reciprocated, just like it needs to be in a marriage. Yeah, you know. And so when he's receiving that love. Like that's joining in this thing together. Mm-hmm. That's I'm I'm giving myself to you, and you're giving it in return. Uh, and I can imagine that's really really tough for priests here in the states. You know, um, that you do give your all. You you give your all to the people, and you know for whatever reason it it isn't reciprocated. Um, you know, at this parish, th- this priest was jamming. He just bought this new thing from Poland. And he's running around sprinkling people, and people are dodging the water, you yeah. know, like, upset that he's... he's Making them go to the Yeah, splashing water all over him. So I can imagine that would be pretty difficult, but that's the mission of the church. That's the mission of the church here in the States. Yeah. It, and, you know what, they have their own different problems down there in yeah, Peru. Sure. Um, but God put us here. Yeah. God put us here, God put us now. Dogs go to heaven, goats go to hell. Hey, how is the um, Catholic things you should know? How many do they have a lot of viewers or a lot of listeners? Guys, it's Catholic stuff you should know, and you don't view a podcast. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, that's debatable. Do they have a lot of listeners? Oh yeah, they're huge, man. They're out in Denver. I don't know how many listeners they have, but probably more than us. <laughs> Who is it? But honestly, dude, our listeners are the most loyal. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. may be few, but they are loyal. Yep. They would kill for us, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I don't know. And I'm sure they would never listen to Catholic stuff you should know. No. That if, would be an act of betrayal. No, I feel so betrayed, man. If they did, let them be anathema. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. Yeah. You cannot serve two masters. <laughs> you'll either hate one and love the other, or you'll love one and despise the other. See, I'm I'm wondering Is that if, too far? 
if this is no. problematic <laughs> that you said you were listening to the podcast. Oh, right, because then I'm doing that. Know thy enemy. I didn't think. I don't think Jesus this, had that much bad to say about hypocrites, though. Hmm. Mm-mm. As far as I can remember. If, from what I know about the scripture, and it's a lot, let me tell you that. <laughs> Expensive. I think he ex- encouraged it. Yeah. He said, let... If you want to enter the gates mm-hmm. of heaven, if you want to pass through the narrow eye of uh-huh. the needle, he said, "Do as I say, not as I do." Right. Be like the hypocrites. Right. Be a hypocrite, like the scribes and Pharisees. So, little thing I picked up in the Bible. Where is that in the Bible? <laughs> you tell me in the Bible where it doesn't say not to not to not be listen to mm-hmm. yeah hypocrites. Yep. I said it's pretty explicitly in the Bible. <laughs> but who is it besides Goebel? Father John Neville. Uh, so Goebel's going to be a priest on the same exact day I will be. Wow. That's so so cool. He's a deacon right now. And uh, there's another guy, Joe Doman. I think he's a deacon as well. His diocese is Denver. Yep. So what is the format of their podcast? It's much more <sighs> catechesis. Know. It's just lame, dude. Yeah. Sounds they, lame. It sounds super it. lame. That's yeah. really lame. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. They obviously haven't been doing it as long as we have. No. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it's even worth talking about. Dude, F14 initiative. Mm-hmm. Can't get any better than that. That's F14 Tomcat. That's right. It's Tomcat. not plagiarism. It's improving on the previous model. We're not stealing their idea. No. No. We're taking their idea... If anything, throwing they, it in the garbage yeah. and buying a brand new idea. If anything, they owe us money. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. I think How much money have we made so far with the podcast? Oh the figures are off the charts. <laughs> As in they're not charted. There's no there's no chart. There's no figures. There's no There's not figures. Figures are off the chart. <laughs> Not on the chart. Because the chart doesn't exist. The chart doesn't exist, nor do the figures. But let me tell you, once we sell, like I've been saying oh, from the beginning, dude. we haven't even sold yet. Hey, look at this. We haven't sold Facebook yet. doesn't make anything. I Everything on Facebook is free, and that's worth a hundred trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. hundred trillion dollars. We I, don't make anything. We do make something, right? We do. We make conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's worth money. If anything's worth money, yep. it's human communication. Yep. Oh, man. So, we're producing way more than Facebook ever did. Mm-hmm. And or ever will. Or ever will. We need to have an IPO. We need to get it out of the market. Just hold a press conference. In fact, let this podcast be an announcement that we're holding <laughs> a press conference tomorrow known. afternoon on the balcony of 3 North. Mm-hmm. Anyone mm-hmm. who wants to come can come try to buy shares. Oh my gosh. Initial public offering, do you guys what do you guys say? hundred million shares? At I don't know I don't know. Three thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what those so hundred million shares worth I don't know two hundred and fifty thousand dollars each each. So yeah. this is the only thing is I think that we better have heads of state of like foreign nations that are rich in oil and other natural resources yeah. probably be there because Yeah. They're the, going to be the big buyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also want Dwight from the office to be there. Mm-hmm. Just because I think he should get free shares. Because he created some great things as well. Dwight, the 
Dwight the, character, the fictitious character Dwight the actor or the guy in the, character. The actor graduated from my high school. Did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? A little claim to Fizan. Yeah, does that make you famous? Uh, I don't need him to be famous. I already am, but yes, it does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Springboard well, off of I'm already Dwight. famous because of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. The only yeah, thing... That's like is, 40 people that downloaded the last episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, look, I'm just brainstorming through our big announcement and shares and all that stuff that we were talking about. So wait, if each of those 40 downloaders gave us $5 million... As a start, you're saying? As a startup. Yeah. Dude. I don't know how much money that'd be, but... It'd be it's nice. like... That's at least a thousand percent. Oh, something like that. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. And it's at least 40 billion. What time is our... Because we need to... Well, if we're going to... If we're going to take on Facebook... Well, if they're going to try to kind of, you know, play the same Weasel game, their way like, into this whole thing? Yeah. Then we need to start buying crap like they do. So, like, they just bought the virtual reality goggles or whatever for a billion dollars. Did you hear about that? Facebook did? Yeah. No, I didn't hear about a that. A pair of goggles was worth a billion dollars? Something like that. It's Oculus Prime or, I don't know, something. I read it in Time Magazine. So this guy developed... What's by Time Magazine? It's by Time Magazine. That's it. The goggles were in time. Those were worth a hundred. Listen, billion if you're a billionaire listening to this, we need Time Magazine. Yeah, or we yeah. should become super famous slash incredible, like Pope Francis, and become Time Magazine Man of the Year. Yeah, and that we can just quote. They can just constantly little gender quote exclusive us. by saying Man of the Year. I think it was Person of the Year, but that's okay. Good point. Those I'll forgive are you. Offensive people. Okay, time's out. I don't have time for that. <laughs> oh! Nice. Yeah. I'm over Look, time. if we have a press conference here on campus, though, Barron's not here, and I think when he finds out about the hundreds of people that show up, mm-hmm. it'll be crazy. Yeah. We'll be, like, clogging up the campus. Especially if, like, I don't know, the, the prime minister of Saudi Arabia comes with all his sweet oil money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Prince of Egypt. Or Would he pay us in gold or cash? What's the difference? I don't care. Give me whatever. Probably both. Good point. Yeah. It may just be like straight up oil tanks that he mm-hmm. leaves. I don't. I don't think we have room to store those up here on the cam. We should. Dude, I got. Let's face it, guys. We didn't get into the priesthood for the chicks. We got in it for the cash money. Cash oh, money. Oh yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stock options. So sell, sell, sell. We have a commodity here in this podcast that's worth, let's just say, infinity dollars. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. It, Anything less than that will be an undersell. It's yeah. a cash cow. Cash cow. And it's a bull market. Put the cow and the bull together. Is that how that works? People be running around like chickens with their heads cut off. It's farm, go with the farm animals. Farm animals. Mm-hmm. Post eggs. We'll be poaching folks yep. oh, yeah. for their money. Should we let people come up to the balcony, or should we speak from the balcony to no. the people? Well, you're the army guy. Rest. Don't you get... You're, you're in the power position when you're up high, right? Definitely. Yep. High grounds, victory. Uh-huh. Okay. Should we post and snipers? Speaking of the army, should we post snipers? That's a good call. I will do that. Could you? Do you have friends who are snipers? Of course I have friends who are snipers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is also symbolic of reality of like hey you're down there people way less than us yeah, we're up high <laughs> yeah we're the best ones. we're the god men uh-huh you are all down there yes this is how christianity works we we only do hard stuff 
so that we can feel good about ourselves in relationship to other people. Mm-hmm. Right. We are better than you. We can we can cast judgments. Uh-huh. That's what we do. We get on our moral high horse. Back to Jesus' whole thing about be a hypocrite. Be hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it makes me think of all this time, like, perfect, perfect example. Like, sometimes when I eat cake, I'll just, like, scoot the icing to the side so I can eat it like... That's a great example. That's what priesthood's about. It's yeah. like, okay, it sucks now, but that icing's going to be freaking amazing. <laughs> That's you right. Know? Yep. Man, we're going to love that. We should podcast about this. We have really good ideas. Yeah, this is good stuff. It's going to blow your mind. I've been recording this whole thing. Whoa! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. So, after this episode, we're going to be freaking rich. Dude, if we can ever afford 3 dogsnorthcom I mean, I heard it's going for infinity billion dollars right now, mm-hmm. but if we can afford that, we could post this episode on it. Oh. Oh, man. Then people would be downloading it like it's hot. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, so it would just be accurate. Hey, how's your brother doing down in Texas? Uh, good. We FaceTimed with him over Easter, which was nice. also my birthday. Oh, really? Happy Wait, birthday. Wait, your oh, birthday was on Easter? I turned 29 on Easter Sunday. Whoa, <coughs> happy birthday, dude. Yeah, well, day late and a dollar short on that. <laughs> like five days late. <laughs> That's a good statement. <laughs> Can I no, it's, uh, so we FaceTimed. <laughs> I saw his house. His house looks awesome. Uh, way, way bigger and better than his house up here. Oh, really? Everything's bigger in Texas. Mm-hmm. I bet he's also happy. Also more now. affordable. Yeah. He's happy. It's tough having him far away, you know. <clears throat> and he's, I trust you brought him up because he's the uh, brains behind this whole operation. Exactly. The owner of the microphone. Yeah. The owner of the domain 3 dogsnorthcom <laughs> Yeah. The, the creator of it all. The creator of the logo. Yeah. Right. Although I did open the Twitter account, which is honest. Without the t- Twitter account, this thing would be nothing. Did right? you see we had a couple of new followers? Yeah, I I gave a shout out to some of my broskies back at at Georgia, mm-hmm. and one of them tweeted at us at Georgia. Is that oh. in the school or in Georgia? The state? That. No, well he's he's going to Georgia next year. He'll be rooming with one of my little bros. So they're actually okay. This is a question that one of my older brothers had. He said that dude on the podcast, Seabisc and Juice, they talk all the time. I think he actually used those names. <laughs> nice dude. They talk all the time about Illinois and like how great the Catholic Center is and focus and how awesome it is. He said, where are all of those people now? Where are they at when they get out of college? My, our friends, you mean, from Illinois? Well, just like, where are these big Catholic communities? Do they just dissipate when they leave college? Uh, it depends. A lot of them are here. Mundelein. I know, that's what I said. I said they joined seminary or enter convents. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's there is a lot. There is a lot of that. I mean I think too it's hard when even if you've had a incredible experience at a Newman Center or just in a, any Catholic community and then you get pulled out of that. Um I think I'm sure some people do struggle with that a lot, yeah. even if their faith was just on fire in college, and then all of a sudden you're in, you know, some some parish that might not have a lot going for it, might have some, just whatever, you know, it's not the, not the same. I think some people do struggle with that, 
And I think, I mean, honestly, too, I think we have a lot of people living very quiet, saintly lives. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's the, the cool thing about trying to evangelize college campuses with a place like the Newman Center of Illinois is that, like, you know, it's like, it's like the movie Armageddon. Have you seen that with Bruce Willis? Dozens of times. It's a great movie. Have you seen that? I, I have. Yeah, so if, like... This asteroid is coming to destroy no, Earth. I haven't seen it. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. stop. We're stop the podcast. Yeah. Let's go watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's it got to be on Netflix. Netflix. It's old as heck. <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, so, just to give you a quick synopsis. Aerosmith's daughter is the <coughs> chick in that movie. Yep. Ben Affleck, Bruce Willis, Owen Wilson. Okay. It's great. And this huge asteroid is coming. Billy Bob Thornton, by the way. Steve <coughs> Buscemi. We're talking the Hollywood A-list is in yeah. this movie. It's the Ocean's Eleven of the 90s. Yeah. And you haven't seen it. I was born in 90. I'm not an old fart like you guys. We're in uh, 1990? Yeah. He was brought a... You are so young, Michael. Man. Yeah, so young, man. So young. So how is anything like Armageddon? I'm waiting on this. <laughs> okay, so... How did this begin, this Armageddon analogy? Oh, we'll get back to it. So Armageddon, this asteroid is coming towards Earth, and they have to destroy it, or else it will destroy Earth. Of course. Okay? So, but if they just shoot a bunch of nukes at this thing, it's just, they're just going to, like, bounce off it, and it's going to keep coming and destroy Earth. So they have to go to the asteroid and So they have to it. go to the asteroid, and that's where Bruce Willis comes in. He's this oil rig guy. It's, like, the best in the world. And they have to drill to the core of the asteroid, and then they have to set a nuke off in the middle of it. And that will split the asteroid, and then it will miss the Earth. Okay, that's exactly what you would do if an asteroid was going to try to hit Earth. Right? Do you we, drill into it and blow it up with a nuke? Right? Do we realize yeah. that that's faulty? Like, what did it just like split in two? Okay, yes, it did. You have to see Are the you movie. Serious? Yeah, it's it science, dude. They explain it in the movie. They have a guy it, from you know. MIT in the movie. It didn't. Explode. Well, the actor. There's, the an, ar- there's an Aerosmith song that explains the whole thing. Yeah. If it exploded, then it would just be creating more little asteroids that would be even more difficult no, to it destroy. splits in half, man. It splits How right down. Because it's in the middle. They drill <laughs> to the core of it, and then it's a nuke. You know, it's not okay, firecrackers okay, that they're okay. setting off. Right, no M-80s, no biggie. <laughs> yep. So, you can't just, you know, shoot a bunch of nukes. you got to get to the core of stuff. Like, you got to dig deep, and it takes a while. Okay. Now we're talking. So, if you think about it, like, where does all this weird <laughs> that we see all the time in society... <laughs> That's that, going to be a bleep. Yeah, sorry. But, <laughs> but, like, all the crap that we... <laughs> all the crap that we see in politics and things like that today, that was being taught on college campuses 40 years ago. Right, right. You know? So, hopefully, like, they're also equipping... Um, you know, equipping people for the public sphere, which takes a long time to, to build up. What the hell are you talking about with Armageddon? You gotta go to the center. You gotta man. go to the center, which you is the university. Deep. Yeah, you gotta dig deep. Let's see if this answers Mike's question. Wait, so are you using Armageddon? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you Let using... me see if this answers your question, dude. Wait, I, hold on. This is a specific question for Rob. Are you using <laughs> Armageddon for an analogy of focus? No! We're not, we're not, we're just... Forget I said anything about Armageddon. Listen to the song, it explains everything. It explains everything, dude. <laughs> You're right, it's clear. Hold on, let me fast forward a little bit, we'll get to the part where Steven Tyler 
This is the payoff. This is about evangelizing college campuses all the way to the core. Until the point that they say the following. I don't want to miss a thing means I don't want to miss mass on Sunday. Because somebody came to me in my formative years in college and told me, Mass is the source and summit of the Christian life. Prior to all of this, I thought highly of focus. (laughs) 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 That story did make me think of, well, Armageddon, that still doesn't make any sense. But it made me th- You're mixing it up with Carmageddon, which is a demo derby. <laughs> I promise you I'm not doing that. <laughs> when I was in high school, this is a legit true story, okay? Uh, we it, This was the day before my senior year state championship basketball game, okay? So we're like down in, in South Georgia, and uh, we're playing at uh, this university in their big gym. And so they have us housed up in hotels. And we had like three or four days off because you have like the semifinals before and so you're in like the final four, the Elite Eight, and you have to play into it. And so we're just kind of traveling around playing and we just have a lot of free time. So you like have open gym practice, whatever. And we had practice earlier that morning and uh, like I said, state championship game next day. And so we went out and we bought a ton of fireworks. And uh, maybe we like brought them with us, but we had a ton of fireworks. And we're like shooting off all these fireworks, and I had been, <laughs> so I had borrowed the camera that our coach <laughs> for like game film that for the game film, and I was like, coach, dude, I'm gonna film like in between the games, and like we'll make a video. It's a this. scouting report, coach. Yeah, just trust me with that. No, so I had been filming the whole trip, so like we could, or somebody oh, okay. had, yeah, yeah. so that we could make a like a remembering like, hey, video of at, it. Remember how fun that was? Yeah, that was a fun trip or whatever. Like we did. At Peru mm-hmm. uh, and so things get crazy and like we're we're seniors in high school so uh, you know we're, we're having like really adult dumb ideas mm-hmm. so we're thinking about like how to blow up different things and like one of the kids on the team um, wasn't hanging out with us and so we like break into his room and we knew that he was on the phone talking to his girlfriend which is like totally not bro code dude dude bro code like Man card, please. Yeah, man card. So we come in and we have like a huge like string of these M80 fireworks, and we just come in and we like launch it, and we find him, and he's in the bathtub talking on the phone. And so oh, just throw all these fireworks in, and so we're just like on a tear with the camera yeah. of the coach, okay? And so we're like, dude, I always wanted to. So after he threw the fireworks in the bathtub, like I always wanted to. Put fireworks in water and like watch it explode. Boom. So we're like, dude, we'll do it in the oh, bathroom. Do that. We'll do it in the bathroom. Oh, I think I've heard <laughs> the end of the story before. <laughs> and so we come in, and this is like the entire team, and we're filming the whole thing. Okay? And so we're like, You're creating your own evidence. Yes, it was bad. It was really bad. 
And so we light the firework and we throw it in the toilet oh. and it goes down and it goes you out. It? No, no, no. We just lit it and so it went down. Okay, in like and the, the hole. Yeah, and, but the wick had right. The wick had um, it, it was too wet, so it put the fire out. Yeah, the extinguished. Thank you. Uh, and so we're like, okay, we have to hold it for a little bit longer. We have to hold it for a little bit longer. <laughs> so we like light it and we drop it and it, same thing happens. So we're like, all right, we gotta hold it a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And so we light it and we hold it and we drop it in and the same thing happens. And so we're turning like, all right, we gotta so hold you've it. You've got like three M80s worth of dynamite in the hole of the toilet at this point. So the thing had gone into the hole and we're like, oh, it definitely extinguished. Yeah. <laughs> Explodes the toilet. Like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. And there's water just like flooding this hotel room. What floor were you on? And we're filming the whole thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so bad. And literally at that time, Mike, I need the camera. I gotta watch game film for tomorrow. We're like, okay, coach. We got some stuff to delete real quick. Also, so, do you have a mop? Oh, so bad. And so and we ended up like taking the exploded porcelain of the toilet and like tried to buy some uh, like the porcelain glue I think it's was it cock or like trying to just like seal it back there and I remember we we put it up and my little brother just flushed the toilet again and it like re-exploded <laughs> oh my gosh so we had to delete everything off the camera and we're on the second floor so like we had to put a bunch of towels down really quickly so we ended up having to pay for this toilet and, uh, Were like floors below you getting? No, because we we dried we dried it up pretty quickly. But so my mom didn't know about this. So she gets an email like a week later, and she calls me in and she's like, "Mike, I just got an email. <laughs> Subject: Toilets and fireworks. <laughs> like, Before I open this, do I need to know anything?" Like, yeah, about that. <laughs> we exploded the toilet. So. It's exactly what the subject line sounds like. Oh my gosh. That was a mess, man. In fact, it's the worst thing you could imagine happening with those two things. <laughs> we shoved a firework in the toilet, Mom. It and destroyed it. Like, how did that happen? Was it, like, an accident? <laughs> no, that's exactly what we wanted to happen. I don't know what we thought was going to happen. I think we just thought it was going to explode in the bowl and, like, boom, there. But it went into the toilet. Mm-hmm. It was bad, bad, bad. So that's idea. the whole Armageddon thing again. So when that's where you have to get to the core of it. So this right. is what I would... This we is have to what, explode the toilet of the American University. Yeah, the toilet. Well, Which it really is. It, kind of, it can be a that toilet works, bowl. Yeah. That, works, that works as well as Armageddon works. That's better yeah. than Armageddon, I think. It didn't split in half, though. It exploded all over. Then oh. how did you manage to cock it? I'm try? sorry, Mike. Do you have a degree from MIT? Like the actor's character in the movie did. <laughs> okay. Good point. Yep. Shut you up, didn't he? Well, so this is what they're trying to do at Georgia is essentially these are intentional Catholic communities that are being formed. Okay, that's what Focus does. Mm-hmm. Focus says, hey, we're Catholic and we're going to live like that and we're going to really try to be Catholic. Because unfortunately, like the same with virtue, Catholicism being a, a, a really great Christian isn't something that you're just going to, like, happen into. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I was at a bar, and then, like, I stumbled into Mass. Yeah, I mean, I guess sometimes that may happen. But living a consistent Catholic life, it takes effort. It takes, hey, we're going to do this together. 
So they're starting to form, at least I know some of my brothers, like living together. And they're going to start nice. praying Liturgy of the Hours, hopefully, and go to Mass together on Sundays or daily Mass and things like that. But there's no intentional Catholic community that's formed in Atlanta. And I know the same thing. They have the same problem in Chicago. Like the young adults, they're just scattered all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so it's difficult to maintain communication and have these different events or whatever. But if all these Illinois people are coming out, like, why can't we, why can't we form some good Catholic communities? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What's yeah. the deal? I don't know. The community is, is interesting because on a college campus, you have it's so accessible because you're all in the same place. You're in college because, and so you have all this time and a freedom in the sense that you, like you can pretty much do whatever you want, whatever right. you want. You know, you don't have to get up to go to work the next day. Like you can. Um, I mean, it's just college was awesome. You know, I remember when, um, you know. Illinois went to the Rose Bowl and it was just like spur of the moment like my buddies were like hey do you want to go to the Rose Bowl yes because you're in college and that's what you say that question (laughs) you know and uh you have no responsibilities right yeah and so I think it the the community aspect does have to look different um or will look different when it's not on a campus I mean the the whole um you know pitch that I was you know, evangelized with and and really I got sold on was just have you ever heard of the win build send model? Yeah. Where, you know, you just you win someone over. And that can be all over the board where it's just like the most hardened sinner and like you gotta win them for Christ, you know? Or if it's a guy living a pretty virtuous life but just isn't sold out for, you know, Jesus Christ in the church. Like you gotta win him too, even if he's, you know, he could have been baptized already. Um, and then that building up is, you know, a huge phase that that's where you got to come to know your faith, build a prayer life, etc. And then the, the send is just like, okay, like you need to go and evangelize and make more disciples. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know, I guess it, it's a great question. We t- when I worked for Focus, we talked a lot about it, is that why... Why are, you know, because Nebraska is the same way. Why does Nebraska have this booming Newman Center and we're producing students that then go into, you know, a regular parish and it's not, you know, they're, you know, just kind of getting lost in it. Like they're not really able to continue the work they were doing in in college. And, uh, and maybe that's it. Maybe, <clears throat> well, certainly the parishes need to improve. It's like, because that's where you go to form community. Mm-hmm. That's your family, in a sense, your Catholic family. And if you can't go there, uh, and from what, from what it sounds like, the Newman priests that y'all have encountered have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then all the other factors. So then to go to a parish <laughs> and to have that absent could be very difficult. Yeah, yeah I could see that. And I think... But the thing is, and I, the little bit of time I've spent in uh, in a parish, like as a seminarian, and just getting to meet, um, you know, the people of God as a seminarian before, you know, when I was a focus missionary or college student, you just get to see them in a new and experience them in a new light. Like I really, really believe that there are a lot of people out there like just living the life of the unknown saint. Yeah. You know, like St. Therese, no one knew who she was when she died. 
And uh, I don't know, I don't know if I've told you guys before, but like probably the most impactful person that um, that I experienced on my internship at the parish was uh, this guy named Jimmy, and he was like fifty years old, and he was very mentally handicapped. So he was just bedridden all the time since he was like, I mean, it had been 30 years that he had been bedridden and his mom just took care of Jimmy and she was like the sweetest, most joyful lady. Um, and so we would go and visit, go and visit them. And literally like that was his mom's life for the past 50 years. She just got up and she took care of her son. And so she would, like, move his bed around so he could see out different windows of the house. And, you know, you'd go into his room, and, like, he had pictures of different, um, like, you know, Bishop Lucas came and visited him when he was Bishop of Springfield and, like, different priests from the cathedral that had visited him. And uh, I just remember walking out of there the first time. I was like, that, um, you know, Jimmy certainly is is going to be a saint, but his mom, like is one of the most saintly people I've ever met. Yeah. And no one will ever know her name is the reality, you know? And, uh, and so I, I, I definitely hold the conviction that there's, we're living in a world with a lot of those people. But hopefully, and I guess that's part of the vision of what Focus and Newman Centers do, too, is that hopefully that, you know, in, in the years ahead, we are going to form, um, people that and you know and evangelize people's people that are going to be very high level leaders yeah you know that are going to make an impact on um the culture of life at a high level you know and uh public policy and enter into public life as politicians and you know ceos and lawyers and doctors they're going to start podcasts that become known in most circles as the greatest podcast to ever exist. Yeah, it'll yeah. be known in at least like 10 or 12 states, <clears throat> maybe another country or two. But, it, and it's also the reality that there's a very early apostolate that focus. focus yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, very I mean, it's very, yeah, very, very young. So that's, so that's what I meant. That's where I was trying for the Armageddon thing. Is that it's 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 drilling. Deep. It's drilling, you know? Deep. It's getting deep. And that's where my story comes in is like you don't want that firecracker on the surface on the toilet bowl. Exactly. You want it going into the gut so when it explodes, yep. it like wrecks that toilet. There's mm-hmm. no yeah. chance of survival. And you definitely want to get it on tape. You have to be filming it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is if it's not if you can't see it, if you can't relive it right. and it's epic. You basically missed out. Mm-hmm. If if you can't brag about it to other people, gosh, I would it's love like to see it that never tape. happened. Yeah, yeah is I, there we, any way you can get a hold of that? We deleted it. Dang it! You deleted it. Oh, we deleted you it. What you well, did. we were gonna give it to the coach. Like, hey, hey I'm watching game film and now. Oh, there's my. <laughs> you didn't know. There's gotta be and some hacker <laughs> nerd who you can get to restore that. Get it up. No, no, we deleted internet. it. We can put it on three instantly. No, 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 we deleted we it instantly. You, okay, you were born in 1990. You know that there's no way to ever really delete anything. No. Where is it? It's huh? somewhere in cyberspace. It's probably floating around in this room right now yep. in the electromagnetic waves. We just need the tool 
to get it back. What do you think, like, the internet is? It's space lasers, right? Space lasers. Shark lasers, which... Sharks with lasers <laughs> on their Austin ass. Powers. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is, that is very, very true. That, like, if you actually want to affect a change... Mm-hmm. Because now these... These students hopefully will come out and start families or exactly. start parishes that will then, you know, this is a generation, a generational thing that's going to come. That's and also contagious, you know? People, it is. people living this way is contagious. It is. And you know, I will say, growing up in a big family, growing up in a family that was extrovertly Catholic in a lot of ways, like we walked around and people knew that we were different. No because kidding. You have nine kids. There was thirteen. Well, everyone has a brown step. Right. So eleven kids. Two Over parents. the shirt. Well, that didn't happen. But we were pretty. No button to the top button. Yeah, we were pretty overtly. Ca- no, no, we were not like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we were all cruising around wearing like our shorts, sports gear, all our flannel shirts, a lot of time. jean shorts, wasn't it? No, no, we were very anti-jean shorts, jorts. <laughs> Jorts are for Florida Gator fans, okay? And nobody likes them, okay? But when we would go to restaurants, it's hard not to notice the table that has 11 kids and mom and dad. And we would get we would get comments all the time. Like, people would, and it was the best as a kid. If people came over and would say, Mom, you know, your kids were so, are so well behaved. And there's 11 of them. How do you do it? We'd all be looking around like, Oh yeah, <laughs> ice cream night, baby. <laughs> I'm talking about like we're paying these people off to come up and talk to our table. But that's it. You can see it. It is contagious. Mm-hmm. But that's also, and our mom reminded us of that often. Is when you go out, you, we're in a sense like a, a public family because people are, are going to notice. And if we look like a mess, then it's going to reflect very poorly on the things that we believe in and the things that we stand for. If we're out there blowing up toilets and stabbing right. our feet with spears <clears throat> right. all the time, <laughs> nobody's going to take us serious. <laughs> we looked like a mess a lot of times. But it was all, like, we did it with a great happiness and a great joy. That yeah. was very contagious. Should have seen the smile on his face when that spear was stuck through <laughs> all the way into the Well, happiest kid in the world. Yeah. So he wasn't laughing and smiling, but all the older kids were like, look at this idiot. <laughs> this is <laughs> No, that was pretty, I think that was pretty traumatic. Not traumatic, but he impaled himself with a spear. But you'd be lying you know. if you said you didn't laugh at him. Absolutely. But, you know, and then there were pretty, plenty of times... I, dude, infinite stories of my childhood. I remember doing a zip line, like a huge zip line, elevated off the ground, very high. Mm-hmm. And me being the first to go, <laughs> the zip line snapped. When I was talking <laughs> like a good like fifteen foot fall, like no problem. We did this stuff all the time. I would joust in the backyard with bikes and hockey sticks. And, like, it was just chaos. But everyone, honestly, everyone wanted to be at our house all of the time. We had a 15-passenger van that was stocked to the brim with people everywhere that we went. Because people always wanted to be with our family. Mm -hmm. Because we were trying to live a Catholic Christian life that does naturally, organically create joy and Mm -hmm. happiness. It is contagious. And and that's the thing, too, is that... um, like that model that we have seen work at Newman centers, you know, as an example, you can take that to a parish mm-hmm. and 
you know, a life-giving parish, it doesn't have to be a Newman Center, but they, you know, it's a pretty awesome, pretty awesome thing when you do see one. We saw one in Peru. You yeah. Know, obviously, you know, it's, it's going to look a little, dif- li- little bit different in, in the States, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's how, it, when I was at Nebraska, that's how they told the story in the Newman Center out there. It was nothing um, booming at all 15 years ago when Father Mattia went there. And I think it, he had been there a year, and he saw an advertisement. He got, like, an advertisement in the mail for this new thing called Focus and a description of it. And he liked the idea, and so he took it to Bishop Bruskowitz, and um, Scott Hahn was endorsing it. He knew Curtis Martin, and Bishop Bruskowitz was the, when he was the priest in Milwaukee, he brought Scott Hahn into the church. Yeah. And so he was like, well, Scott Hahn's endorsing it. I'm in. And so all it did was just send these four, you know, two guys, two girls just out of college, um, you know, that wanted to try to evangelize on this campus. And it started something that, you know, now they're, you know, literally have four masses on Sunday that there's students coming out the back doors because they can't fit into the church. Um, You know, it produces, I don't know, I think one year I was there, it had eight seminarians come out of it the other year it had seven seminarians come from it um i i don't know i definitely believe it's possible in in just a regular old parish that you know we might get assigned to certainly someday but yeah. i think it does it does take time but the model the model is there christ gave us the model you know like these newman centers or or focus whoever didn't give us the model christ gave us the model we just have to be able to take it and use it yeah learn it do it use it and then learn it Exactly. Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisc, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. And down.